BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, guys. Today we're going to be... The Coaches Network, bringing the game together. You now listen to The Coaches Network, a podcast aiming to bring people at the heart of player development together. My name is Coach Yas, a UEFA A licensed and FS goalkeeping B licensed coach with over 10 years' experience working in youth football from grassroots right through to Premier League academies. I'm currently operating as an affiliate shooter for the FA alongside working towards a Masters in Performance Football Coaching. I'll be sitting down with coaches, coach educators and key figures in the game to have free-flowing conversations and discuss the challenges, lessons learned and effective trends in the coaching world today. As usual, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Ahmed, Ben and Sherlin. Discussing um, the aspects of managing difference, you know, what it means to you as coaches and I guess how we approach the situation from a different perspective, whether that's looking at it from a player's perspective and managing differences within the players in our groups or whether that means looking at it from a coaching perspective and, I guess, uh, supporting and, um, I guess, cooperate with other coaches within our, within our arena. So, welcome back, guys. Nice to well, be back. Hello. Welcome. Right, so, managing differences. What, is it, what does it mean to you guys? And, you know, where, where do you kind of sit in terms of, have you always identified it from a player's perspective or have you, do you consider it from a coaching perspective? Ooh. Yeah, for me, I always kind of, kind of see it from a coaching perspective first and then translate it to the players because uh, naturally as coaches you'll have um, some sort of plan of how your session would go and uh, I, I guess now it's kind of good to just highlight firstly that like even though you have a plan doesn't mean that you necessarily always stick stick by it or you shouldn't stick by it if um, you see that there's a there's a more natural sort of learning opportunity that's coming out of it within um, the practice design that you've uh, you've made. So I always think back to the players because, uh, and it's kind of linked to what we're talking about uh, in the last episode, where 
we are talking about how to coach the individuals even within the group sort of set up and uh, through that there are certain individuals that will bring out um, you know different things uh, that a coach may not have anticipated within a practice design and that doesn't mean that it's bad that they're doing that and that's just um, that's just where you have to kind of think a bit more objective and be like is this is this some is this difference that the players bring into what is anticipated um something that you know we can work on with them in terms of building building upon it or is it something that uh, may hinder their potential learning opportunities within it and obviously in the heat of the moment you're you're gonna have to really test yourself and um test your sort of improvisation um to kind of analyze what's just happened in front of you there. Right, so I mean, you know, a couple of good insights there. I mean, the question to ask then is, to, I mean, for all of you guys, how often and how much of that planning of these potential differences do you take into account when you're actually putting two sessions together, or are these? Do you place an emphasis on that, or do you just wait and wait to see for certain situations arise before you deal with them? Um, for me, in terms of like, in, like youth football, grassroots football, it was more sense of if you're doing something where you are going to do something one v one, you're matching up like levels like you don't want to have someone that's completely different to, to who they're facing because it, it might like damage their self-esteem if they keep getting no success from it or too much success they might think it's always going to be easy so I think it's important in terms of managing the differences in like the term in the ability levels so they're matched up correctly in the session for example so it just helps like both individuals getting a workout so you say in general that what you would do is you look to match players up with one another based on where their ability levels are at. Yeah, just so uh, it kind of they get a better workout from it. It's like if, if it's like me against you, Yaz, I'm always going to dribble mm. past you, for example. But so am I going to learn? Are you going to learn? But then if we're better matched up, like me and Sherlin, for example, then we might both benefit more from that. Right. So I mean, for me, that. You know, stringing back to what you've just said there around, am I going to learn? Are you going to learn? I think there's different aspects to this. I think it depends on what the needs of those players are. So it kind of touches back on something that we discussed in a previous episode of around how we approach. Because there's going to be times in a game where you're going to get players who you're going to go up against that might be, I guess, not a great challenge, and vice versa. There might be other times where you go up against someone who's maybe on a on a level playing field, or maybe someone who's slightly more advanced than where you are at in terms of your development. So. I think from a coach's perspective, it's also it's all about how you, I guess, uh, hit the nail on the head in that in, in that particular instance. So, with certain players, you might want them to get more repetitions. Therefore, you don't mind them going up against someone who's slightly easier yeah, than them. That could be. Or yeah. do, you know, do, you know, do you know what I mean? Or there might be different, I guess, uh, outcomes that you're looking for. So you might actually pair them up based on that. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree on on that last point there. I mean, it's it's also similar to what Ahmed just mentioned regarding uh, matching up players to, to levels. You know, I mean, managing difference overall can mean a lot of different things. You know, for me, to do with clubs, the, the cultures that you work with or observe, or even down to the players, including the parents too. But when we're based on it around sessions or games, I think it's quite quite difficult to kind of explain on both sides when we're looking at grassroots or academy when you look at academies a lot of these players they have personal targets that they need to work to during the, you know the first or second cycle of the, the blocks during the season so 
kind of go where Ahmed said about matching people up on the same sort of levels. Sometimes you also need to test certain players out of their normal comfort zone. And again, that goes back to them having personal targets at the club. And sometimes they need to be put in these situations to actually learn to manage certain differences for themselves, not just, you know, us coaches kind of advising them on, on, on what to do. So for me, when it comes to managing difference, it, it's it's got to be carefully planned. And as you say, just with certain outcomes. So the more you involve the players is probably the more that, you know, you can be able to manage the outcomes in sessions and games in general. Mm. In terms of, when you talk about involve the players, in what respect? In terms of the planning process or? Yeah, I mean, it's when, when you, you know, again, speaking on working in, you know, in, in the game, an professional game, and you, you look at the the weekly topic and, you know, mm. you're trying to cater on something that we spoke about before, about having, you know, four to five players each session trying to get certain you know, objectives out, you know, success out of the, the session. So they've got their targets to work towards and the more you involve the players on working towards their targets and making them stronger, I think it gives them a certain understanding, a, a, a stronger understanding and it, the comfort of they realise that they're being developed and it's not something that they're going to get straight away. So when you're looking at matching players up on certain levels, again, I, I look at ages as well, and I think, you know, if you're in the PDP, the, you know, uh, side of the games, then you're going to be looking to match up against certain level players to, to push you that 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 little bit longer because you're at a certain stage in your development where you mm. need that to go forward to that next step. Whereas I'm looking more in the foundation phase. It's more of a case of gently easing these players in to get their self-confidence about targets that they're trying to achieve instead of thinking, right, I need to go up against this player because he's on my level or I need more repetition. So I think the more you speak to the players and see where their comfort zone is and the more you can kind of push them out of it, but slowly and, and gently, again, better communication gets better results on, on both fronts, for my opinion. Mm. So then, you know, a question again for all of you then is how much, how much, how much of an importance is it for us to, I guess, declare to the players ahead of the session that this session is going to be designed around their particular needs? And do is there is there ever a case where you're going to do that? Yes or no, up for me. Yeah, yes or no for as well. I, I don't like really explaining myself to uh, the participants. It's like if, if the outcomes. Why? Why is that? Because it's it's just the dynamic of the session. If it is something where I want their input, then it will be asked and it will be taken on board. But if it's just something where, you know, I've designed something, then then that's it really. And the outcomes have really been planned. Not planned. The outcomes have been planned, but it's been planned to kind of meet the participants' needs. If that makes sense. Mm. Can, so I, can, really I, can I can I can I ask on that one? Is that down to your coaching style? Or is it just a, a form of how you work in general, regardless? No. Of... So yeah, it. It's it's not it's not like a blanket thing that I do for everything, but it's like if, for example, say you are gonna try and match up individuals because you want them to get a good workout, I I don't really we don't really have time to have these why questions. Oh, why am I against him for the first five minutes? Or because then they're all gonna start asking. So it's kind of you know. But I I mean it's within within obviously the whole manager difference thing and some of the things you touched on already. Is it gonna be? Everyone that's going to be the tailored, the session can be tailored around. Or is it, I mean, surely when you're looking at managing those differences, you're looking at particular situations within the group. 
then maybe it might be worth highlighting for those particular individuals who that is geared around the, the rationale for those things. I think that's, I think a lot of that, you know, coming from where I'm coming from is, is age range as well. I mean, something that, you know, I, I tend to do and, it's, you know, with other fellow coaches that I work with regarding the foundation phase, especially I'm speaking about, we do tend to speak to uh, individuals before a session mm-hmm. starts. And I think it's something that we try to we, we try to do very often because it gives the players at that age a sense of control. And it's also building them to get to the stage where probably where, you know, the likes of Armored has, has worked with college academies and, you know, of that age group where you don't really, probably don't need to speak as much as possible before the session regarding mm. what the what the outcomes could be or how we're going to get there because again it's down to limited time sometimes and it's also down to maturity so you know I think the older you are the more stronger chance you're going to be able to grasp what the session is going to entail that compared to if it's a, a, a young foundation play, face player because you know where we work is we've got to cater to the players needs and I suppose mm. in that foundation phase it's more or less them having as much fun as possible while learning so when you're trying to develop the learning within them it's it for me it's a strong tool by giving that sense of communication it also refers back to them being able to explain certain things that they've learned at you know at training to their parents on that journey home you know which touches a social aspects instead of the parents saying well you should do this or you should do that or what did you do and the player not having you know you know not no answer so again, I, I I think it's age range regarding you know when to explain what a session needs to happen compared to you know just not saying it at all. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I kind of with uh, what Shannon is saying that you know the context does matter, um, sort of thing. So like uh, with with Ahmed working in like uh, you know sort of college university, so where. Is predominantly both going to be about the competition uh, aspect of it. Like uh, Shannon works in the foundation phase, I work in the YDP, and with like youth development and the sessions, uh, as opposed to catering it to competitions, we'll cater to the development. And I kind of look at it the same way as just like it's a, it's a lesson on the pitch, um, and in the same way that I remember from school. Uh, with every lesson, you had the learning objectives given to you at the beginning of the lesson. Mm. So, in the the same way, you know, like, you want to just make some sort of reference, mental frame, yeah, reference, mental framework for for the players so that um, they're just, uh, so that they kind of know where they're going with this. Well, that's in my opinion. Yeah. So just a quick one, and I mean, I'm sure you guys have different um, processes, I guess, that you follow within your environments. At the start of your session, I mean, I know something that I used to do when I was working at, um, I used to do when I was working at a particular club, and they were very heavy on this, is that when the players come in, the session plan is sitting there ready for them to look at. Um, we'll almost have like a, a board or a whiteboard put aside uh, upon entry to the session where they can actually view that and, and, and look at that. Do you guys do something similar at all with your players or will you maybe outline some yeah. of the key uh, things from the session? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, in our current self, we outline all the exercises that they'll do in that session. 
in the board before. With and with that, it will, it will have like um, everyone's individual uh, development points. So like mm. the, like a couple of bullet points of things that. Um, each player is working on so that not only can they remind themselves of their own one, but they're aware of other people's ones as well. Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree on that. I mean, it's it's I wouldn't say it's just down to the environment. Why I do that, so to say, I think it's something that's being developed within me, down to the experience that I've observed with different, you know, coaches of of, of all sports, to be honest, and probably research yeah. that I've done into the psychological part and the social part of the four corners where I want to get stronger yeah. and what I think is quite important. So when the players come, again, as I always you know, refer back to, I do work in the foundation phase and obviously it's, a lot of it is down to having them having fun. But at the same time, there is individuals that have that certain level of maturity that they want to get on with the session. They want to get into their targets. They want to focus you know, straight away you know, compared to some, you know, probably of the younger uh, base of the, of the, the group who may want to take a bit more time, but that's down to, you know, characteristics, so, which is fine by me. So when I do tend to go to the session and start the plan, there's a whiteboard there. Sometimes there's two or three printouts with yeah. the players' um, objective, uh, their, their personal targets on the, the, the printouts as well. And mm. it's just sometimes for them to come in, put their boots on and so on and get their bag sorted and they're, they're reading that at the same time. And I, I try to let, let that happen because it's all about how people learn. Instead of me saying, right, come and sit down, you know, you need to look at this now and read this. Sometimes people can, they can automatically switch off. And with each child, especially of the, the group that I work with, they're, they're very different. So some will want to have that quick chat with you before the session starts. Some want to get their stuff on while they're looking at the paperwork and ask you questions at the same time. So that's mm-hmm. why I say I have, you know, sometimes two to three printouts, you know, on the on the whiteboard. And then you usually find that they will have questions where they will say, oh, coach, you know, you know, what's this? And, you know, oh, I thought about this every day. And then you have that type of communication with them. And again, it's building that relationship going forward, and which makes handling your session a lot more easier and stronger for them on their learning side. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with that part. Okay. And just a quick one on that. So, when you're, I guess, do you guys ever plan sessions for specific players? Me, yes. Go on. So, what is it? Talk, talk us through that then, Sean. It's you, you look at, I think, I'm, you know, the, the guys that, you know, really push themselves. I'm, I'm quite detailed. I like to, I like to mm. look at ways of, improving players and I wouldn't even say their weaknesses just things that I want to get them to a certain strength you know and I want to make their strengths like massive super strengths and the only way I believe a coach can have an influence on that is if they look within the player so when I say look within the player I'm talking about you know how they how they performed in in a training session on a certain topic or you know, how they performed in a game where they were playing either a year up or, you know, they were they're playing a smaller format or a bigger format. And you look at those final points and then you, you try to round off, you know, your sessions to a point where how can you affect all those things in that one session? And, mm. You know, you, you, nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're not going to get everything straight away 100%, but there's always got to be a starting point to what you're trying to achieve for those individuals. And like I've said before, 
you know, and I'm sure Ben said the same thing in the previous podcast, we look at four to five players, you know, each training session because it's a good workload to have for you as a coach, whether you're by yourself or with a partner, where you can look at those individuals and spend that quality time during that training session on that topic, not forgetting uh-huh. the rest of them because, you know, it's still aligned with their targets, but the main focus is on those individuals at that time. Um, if you're going to have that focus on those individuals, you've got to have an understanding of what you're trying to develop within them. And just for me, again, personally, communicating with them on what you're trying to look for that session regarding them, it it gives them that sense of ownership and clear Mm. understanding of what their journey is looking like at that moment and what it could look like going forward, you know, should they get, you know, the success out of the, the session. And if they don't, we still have that quick catch up beforehand and just remind them that it's a working pro working process. So yeah, just it's it's detail for me, just researching certain things, past sessions, past games, and just how they learn in general as as characters. Yeah. And Ben, Armida, what what are your approaches to that in terms of designing sessions to for particular players and I guess me, Looking at that aspect of things, yeah. For me, I've, I don't think I've worked at like the standard that Sherlin, yourself, and Ben should so should me, that have an impact on that? Though? Yeah, for, for, yeah, to, for, for me it does because like like obviously there's some players like in grassroots football. If you're working for a rep for academy or something, still you get a lot of your direction from the leadership, mm. and it hasn't never ever been my own kind of setup, and there wasn't never really that emphasis on making sure that you have everything down to the T, and it's like. You got to look at the economics of it. You know, if if they want me to sit down and plan for two, three hours at home, and then I come and do an hour session, but I'm only going to get paid for the hour, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Maybe, uh. maybe other people will, but especially if it's just going to be a forty-five minute session with a bunch of six-year-olds, for example, is, uh. is there a need for it? It's like you kind of know what they want, and you just kind of implement it as you're going. And like Ben said earlier on, it's like we all plan, yeah. Uh, to a certain degree it might be more detailed and sometimes when you plan something you find like maybe different outcomes might be coming from it but you might just go with it because it's actually something you haven't planned for but it's actually getting an outcome from it that you can yeah. expect so it's just important to to definitely plan detail is important but also while you're doing the session you're like aware of what's going well what's not going well and you can adjust slightly and with the differences likewise if if a if a player hasn't disclosed to you that they've got a slight knock when you've asked them at the start of the session and you can clearly see that they're a bit injured, you're going to try and manage that difference, but you didn't account for that in your plan, if that makes sense. But for me, I don't really, I've never really planned for an individual player in that much detail. It's only normally just yeah. a session for the group or, I'd, you know, try and just make sure the ability levels are matched up. But yeah. Just, just, just to, to touch on that one, I mean, we've all come from different, you know, backgrounds around football and we started doing our badges at different levels just yeah. just on, on a note is that just a question to basically to, to, to Armin is that based on how you was uh, educated in your coaching badges over the years or is it just a, a, a personal thing of you know how you develop your sessions and the only reason why I ask is because there's this, you know, there's a term of, you know, the modern day coach and so on. And I'll be honest with you, I don't believe in that way of modern. I don't use that word in 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 general. I just think a coach is a coach, and they have their all round ability. You know, their strong points and things that they want to develop on. So when it came to you know you structuring your sessions, what 
was the actual plan regarding the topic and you know the group in general and how did you manage your differences if there was any at that time yes yeah, so pl- pl- planning for me is essential there has to be some form of planning prior to the session even even if you're going to think about it and you're driving in the car that's better than not doing nothing obviously if you want to go into more detail start calling out the session plans and pen and paper it'll make your session better in my opinion in terms of specifically you know highlighting one individual and spending 10 15 minutes jotting down stuff for that person i I, i've never done that for any of my players just because of the standard that i've worked at and it wasn't really like a prerequisite or requirement of the of the job or for the session did you get any challenges you know that you 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 had to personally manage yourself like differences of views from players you know during your session or what wasn't working right for them or what was working great that or they may want to challenge themselves something different um uh, yeah yes and no but the the way my coaching style is is i try and let the the game be the teacher or whatever the session practice is so it's like if i had in mind for certain outcomes to be achieved then i try and keep it as simple as possible to make sure that these outcomes will be achieved but then if a player is finding it too challenging or too difficult. You might not have planned for that, but you should have some kind of idea of what you can do for them. So, understand, yeah. So you, you're, you're, you're ready, basically. If it does pop up, you're ready. You're not just going to stand there and twiddle your funds for a couple of minutes and think of something. No, if someone is finding it a bit challenging or a bit too easy, you know, there's things that you can do for them and they should be, like, ready on the tip of your tongue or you know, on the forefront of your brain of what you can do. It's not going to be like a deterrent to the the whole situation. Oh, wait a second, come over here, let's think about it. Let's have a five-minute discussion. What can we do? No, try this, try that, and so on. No, I I fully understand that. And I mean, the reason why I asked that question, because, you know, what you said, and it sort of reflects back to, you know, a conversation I've had with a few coaches, you know, a few weeks ago regarding, you know, managing their own difference during the game or during the session. And a lot of their responses was, well, they should just automatically know or, you know, what do I need to explain more to them? Because I've said it already before. Do, do you know what I mean? And yeah. it's that type of behaviour where makes me think, where do they get that from? Is it a personal thing or was it something that they was, you know, developed on during their journey, during their badges? That's the only reason why I asked that question. Okay. No, no, it's a, it's a fair question. But yeah, now for me, the most challenging difference I've ever faced um, with youth football has come from the parents. So literally the parents were arguing or they weren't getting along so it's kind of like they told they said to their kids don't talk to this boy don't talk okay. to this boy wow and mm. same at university level i think the prior to a session they went out for a night out and a couple of the guys tried to move to the same woman and one of them got her one of them didn't so there was a bit of tension in the air and whatnot so wow that's some that's that's too that's too major for, but you got a you know, you're, you're there as the leader of the session or the manager or the head coach or whatever the title you want to give it. So you just got to say, listen, you're not going to get on with everyone in life. But when you're here and in an environment where we're here to learn and to play football, to get better as a team, you need to put them differences aside. Yeah, I understand. And then when you're off the pitch, mm. that can carry on. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to have none of that nonsense and so on. And even the kids, when I found out that there was a problem with their parents, I purposely paired them together. I okay. had them together just to prove to the parents that listen these two are friends you can't say to them don't talk to him just because you're not happy with his mum and so on that's not fair you know what I mean how are they supposed to participate 
efficiently in the session if you're telling them don't talk at that person don't look at them don't be friendly with them it's it, you know I don't like them kind of stuff that, that kind of stuff going on in my sessions I just kind of nip it in the bud and let's get on with it we're here for a job let's do it mm. yeah it's a, it's a hard one that because um, just even in relation to the whole uh, like planning aspect I'm kind of a bit in the middle like um, kind of agree with both of you like uh, shall I agree with you in terms of the whole um, detail aspect of it and with Ahmed I agree that sometimes it, it may not go to plan uh, so like I uh, the way I kind of do it is that I try to to p- plan and anticipate sort of different scenarios based on the topic that is going on and link it back then to the individual and I, no I won't write it down but in my head, I'll be going into it thinking about what this indiv- how this individual would uh, react in certain scenarios, just based on um, you know their sort of uh, their sort of um, journey at the moment, their learning, their learning at the moment, and their sort of understanding or technical ability, etc. So, like multiple aspects will come into that that will make me to uh, then start to think about you know different uh, just different situations and different learning situations that can come out through the practice design being made of course sometimes uh, a player will come and then completely blow you out the water and do something completely different to any of any of the alternatives that you've anticipated but then that's when and uh, and I feel like uh, that's when you kind of have to you know, think on your feet and kind of see what what is happening uh, within the exercise and what this player is trying to execute, how far they are from executing it, why they why do you think they've chosen to do uh, do such, and there's you know there's multiple ways of doing it, and um, I just want to go back to that uh, like Ahmed's way in terms of let the game be the teacher is. That is a that is a very uh, sort of specialized way of doing it because not a lot of coaches can do that, and uh, especially if you're starting on your journey, it's very hard. Um, it's very hard for coaches to kind of under- understand letting the game be the teacher because so- some coaches will misinterpret that and then just literally let the game, li- literally let the game um, teach them, and, <laughs> yeah. and just be like holding back, uh, holding back, and. Um, Letting the exercise, you know, go go on. Players are players are going on, and then the coach is just there in the background. And uh, with that, very specialized skill in which that you you need to be immersing yourself within that exercise and see actually seeing what's going on, and not not just looking at the bigger picture because there'll be there will be times for you to step in and um, you know decipher something that's going on and that. With uh with coaches that kind of think like that, the the questions that you should kind of ask yourself is: Do you know enough about the game to let it be the teacher? And also, what are you looking for within that exercise from that particular player or those particular players to do, or or what or how far do you think they are from it? And that's where I feel like the coaching interventions will will come. Can you hear me, bro? 
Ahmed. Yo, can you hear me? No, I was just joking. Yeah. Did, 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 you try, did, you, did you try to... Did you try to change your earphones or something? I, I feel like that's what messed me up. Yeah, I, I, took, I took my headphone yeah. up by accident. I put it back in and yeah. there, there was no sound that's, coming up. You see... You see, when I, I sound like a robot, that's what yeah. happened last time. Like, I accidentally you guys couldn't hear me at all, though? No, I couldn't at hear you at all. All right, because I, I was asking some questions. I, I was trying to get some questions because I thought there were some good points to kind of lead on to. So I'm just going to kind of go back off the back of what Ben was just saying and then we can go from there. Is that, is that made him? Yeah, 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 he's in court. Yeah, I'm in Right? Um, right, so obviously, you know, there's a couple interesting things there. And I don't know, just talking about that whole aspect of the game being a teacher, I mean... What are your thoughts on it? For me personally, I think it's nonsense. Ooh. Now, for me, I think if uh, it's like, say, for example, you're not getting enough movement off the ball from your players. So mm. to keep it simple and you want something where they're going to be doing a lot of movement off the ball. And it's like, just keep it simple. That's, that's what I do. That's my advice to any coach that's like new to it. If you want the game to actually be the teacher and you can just take a step back and observe for a good five, ten minutes... Just keep it simple. Literally focus on the outcomes that you want mm. and try and literally design something that will make that happen. So, I mean, Ben and Show, what are your thoughts on letting the game be the teacher? It's like, I mean, I, I can be quite vocal about my views, and but it'll be good to get your views first and I kind of just tell you where I'm, where I'm coming from. It's similar to, I think, uh, what Ben said, you know, a little while ago about it's hard for coaches who's coming into the game to be able to express that view and not have no knowledge about it. I, I think it's based a lot on, you know, the coach's knowledge first and foremost of what they're trying to, you know, develop within the session. Okay. So it, let's, if we take a step back then and say, yeah. what would you define? What, what, what does it mean to you when someone refers to the term of, or the phrase of let the game be the teacher? What, what does that mean to you? It means, it means to me... <laughs> Can I quickly okay. interject? Go, go ahead, Armour, go Before ahead. I forget, for me, yeah, it's simply they're learning something without knowing it, basically. Yes, there you go. That's it, yeah. It, yeah, it, right there. <laughs> right there. That's literally what it is for me. They're learning something without knowing it. So, for yeah, example, it's, it's, like, when it's, I used to... Right, so how, how, how... Okay, right. Go on. Ben, do you have a different view to that? Yes or no? Go on. Uh, I do... Uh, I do feel... I do agree with what Ahmed is saying in terms of they are they'll be like inadvertently um, learning um, some sort of habit and routine of what they're doing, and in terms of um, the sorry, game, sorry guys, sorry. sometimes in- um, Ben, you went quiet for a second. I'm not sure if you went quiet for the other two lads as well. No. Okay, so you heard everything you just said. No. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of, kind of yeah. just cut off. And I'm just conscious that that might not have been caught on the recording, so I don't mind if, if you just mind starting that again. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like um in ter- yeah like yes or no in terms of I agree with uh, Ahmed's definition of it. Uh like however like in terms of like the game and it's something that we, we are gonna speak about in, in the near future in terms of like constraints or based um exercises and that's kind of how I always visualize it that like you you would um put some sort of uh you know, different sort of constraints uh, within within the game to uh, to bring out certain challenges uh, within it, and uh, um, also in that is that you you are still stepping in. So okay, all right, let me pause you there. 
if you're still stepping in, is the game being a teacher or is the game just providing the platform for you to teach on? No, but this is this is where I feel like it's gone wrong because like I don't think. I don't think you necessarily disagree with letting the game be the teacher. I think you probably disagree oh, no, with I hold, I hold the way it. people have done it. No, I, I hold it. I hold it. <laughs> no, but I feel like, I feel like I feel like the way people the way people have um, executed it within their sessions has distorted the meaning okay. of it. Where where that you have um some extremes where there is there is someone that won't step in for a whole about ten minutes or not say a single not even a drive by not a single word to a player but they'll be playing. I think in those minutes. moments I'll, I'll... that coach is looking to let the game be the teacher for themselves. Ah, that, that's that's that that's that's harsh. Yes, sir. Well, that's harsh. that's what that's what I'm saying. But <laughs> no, but I do feel I do feel there is. You know there is certain uh, there is appropriate moments where that that does happen within a Wait, session. Okay, where, right, so let me let me, let me um, ask you another question. Um, is letting the game be the teacher the same or different to allowing the players from from some I guess uninterrupted play? Yeah, but you're setting the parameters yet still. So so then the so then okay. Are, so if those are the parameters, is the game? But what I'm trying to say to you is the learning that's taking place. How do we quantify that learning without uh, without having a discussion with the players to understand that. So it can be done with discussion afterwards, or maybe if you used to go into a game situation and they literally done something. So does the learning take minutes. place because the game is doing the teaching, or does the learning take place because the coach has brought brought their attention to it? Not necessarily. No, I'm, I'm yeah. just asking. It's the question I'm asking. I'm not saying it's, it's one or the other. It depends on the individual as well. Yeah. When when the penny drops for them. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, um, I feel like there there is appropriate times for letting the game be the teacher. For example, um, let's say I've I've just got in this uh, new club and it's like first first team men's club, uh, first team men's team. Uh, you know, I've, I, it's taken me about a season and a half to properly implement uh, my playing philosophy to them. And you know we're top of the league, whatever coasting. So there'll there'll be certain aspects of it where um, I will be comfortable to allow the game be the teacher because now it's just more of a routine, um, routine that we're, we're executing within the session. There's not there's not, not necessarily okay, something so, but, new. But, but, that but, 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 at that point, it. is the game still being a teacher or game just allowing for? The the, the game is Re-elect. always the teacher. Yes, sir. The game is always and. I, I say that because I, I get where you're coming from regarding, you know, if a coach steps in and, and shows the player where, you know, something's not working too well, that's always going to happen even when they're on the field in training or on games with their team. So then is the game being the teacher or are the, are the uh, yeah, reference because... points that are being raised within the game it's, it's the cause it's of the a cause of, of the learning, learning and teaching. It doesn't it, whether it's the coach or your teammates. It's still it's still the game teaching you. Whether that's you as a coach having you know literally a minute conversation with the player out of the session and then and them going back in, or their teammate directing them during the game or at halftime or something. It still revolves around the game. Um, when that player goes back out in the field, he or she will realize, okay, my teammate said this or my coach said this. It's still a, fo- a form of part, you know, the, the, the game teaching you. And it's also, yeah, I totally agree. And it's also, it's, yeah, it's, this might help you 
it's down to the individual, like the person that's taking part in the session. For some people, you say to them, okay, so what have we been doing for the last 10 minutes? Some people say to you, we're just playing football. Mm -hmm. But then someone else will be like, no, we're, we're doing feints. We know we're, we're disguising passes. We're making runs off the ball. We, you know, we're, we're facing the... What, we, but for me, for, but yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But, you know, I, again, I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I, like I like to keep it controversial at times. But that there, for me, when people come out with these random terms, I'm not happy with that. Yeah, but then what, 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 what's semi-unopposed then? How do, how do you mean? <laughs> for me, like opposed and unopposed and all this stuff. For me, it's, uh, it's, it's just terminology. It's how you implement yeah. it and affect it that makes it useful. And as a coach and as an individual, you can always use words to justify what you're doing to your players. And yeah. so it's like, it's like if you want them to work on mm. like their passing and moving, for example, yeah. how are you going to do that? Some kids might not get it until you actually tell them what they were doing. But some of them, after they've been doing it for a minute or two, they realise, oh, we're actually working on this. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with what um, Ahmed is saying. That like, can I just bring up an example? Um, so like for for me, like an example of this, like if I'm, let's say I'm 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 working on uh, like crossing, for example, or something, and then it gets to the small sided game element of it, and then I may just put a constraint that doesn't necessarily limit the different types of ways to create a chance. So I may say that, okay, cool, like same rules, like normal match rules apply, but I'll give um I'll give double uh, for a goal that is scored directly from a crossing uh, crossing situation. Yeah, but therefore by putting that then, putting um, that in place, you're highlighting what the I guess the focus area of that particular practice or game may be. Yeah, but I also haven't suppressed it's the other fine because of what, the but, game. but we have to be aware and be mindful that actually there's two aspects. I think I think it's good that you've done that because one, it's not it's not limiting them in terms of the decision making. It's allowing them to practice different decisions and not be uh, in a state of mind where they feel like, okay, if we do this, we're not actually going to get rewarded for it. No, we are going to get rewarded for it. But actually, what you've done is now president is, is you know using incentive to kind of encourage more crossing opportunities, essentially, which is fine. But what I'm getting at is, if you've You've designed the game in that way. Is the game being the teacher, unless unless there's someone or within the practice, or even you as the coach, is actually raising the awareness to why certain things are taking place? Or is I mean, I, I might be a, it might be a thing where I'm a bit of a fickle for words and I guess terms and phrases on this one. But for me, the game can't be the teacher. The game is the platform. No, but, no, if you set it up properly, no, yes, then the outcome can be achieved without you saying much. No, but that's not my that's not my that's not that's not the, that's not my argument. My argument isn't can the outcome be achieved? Of course, the the argument of course can be achieved because the game is the platform for which them to achieve the outcome. But because an outcome is achieved, doesn't mean that you've learned learned yep. you've got the underpinning behind it. So, for instance, so let, let let me let me ask you something. Go for it. You. You said something a little while back regarding, you know, when coaches say let the game be the teacher and sometimes it's because they don't know nothing themselves. <laughs> yeah, No, I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't say that. Okay, what I said you was... <laughs> you're insinuating. Uh, what yeah, I said you're was... Insinuating. You're insinuating. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you insinuated. I, I definitely insinuated, yes. Okay, okay. All right, all right. My bad. You insinuated it. But my point to that yeah. is you're saying that the game is a platform. But imagine now... You know, I'm I'm on the sideline with with young with young Tommy or yeah, something, yeah. and 
he knows what his targets are for the game. He knows his responsibility, regardless of what. Let's, let, okay, let's look at that example, young Tommy. Let's be more specific with the example. Let's let's go into the deal. Okay, 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 okay. So something's happened. He's in the yeah. game, yeah, and you know you've advised him something. You know, of either staying up wide or something. Okay. And you know you've explained uh, an example regarding why he should yep. stay outside, but then he's successfully done that yeah. now. But all of a sudden, he's got two other solutions that he needs to find uh, the answers. Which to. is fine. And now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then he's come back to you as a coach and and said, you know, coach, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about yeah. that? And then you refer back to him, you know, let the game be the teacher's son. You go back out there and you know see. I would never say that. that. Yeah, but some coaches. But, but do that's what it is. Some coaches do. But I'm saying, right? For me, it's a cop out. Oh, for me, it's a cop out. Why is it a cop because, out? They've got to learn <laughs> yeah, to they can learn to develop them themselves. Of course, they can. But then my my thing is that that's a cop out to tell a player, let the game be your teacher. No, I'm there to facilitate a player's learning. So I'm going to use the platform yeah, yeah, for yes, yes, to do yes, so. Yes, yes, yes. When, when when I say the term, let the game be the teacher. I'm not going to tell that kid, that's right, Tommy, let the game be the teacher. You you, you know we're not going to do that. But there's a way within your style as a coach, each coach right. does. All of us for me, have a way of, of communicating with that player for them to realise, you know what, I can do this on my okay. own. Okay, so let, let's, let's address your example and we can talk about maybe how I potentially approach it. So you've got little Tommy, you've given the example briefly and you uh, feel free to add to this as and when uh, you're ready to. You've told little Tommy you want him to stay out wide, right? Mm-hmm. He comes up with two other. You talk about two other solutions. What other solutions regarding what the, the what would be the challenge? Sorry, two, other, two, two, two other problems. Okay, two other problems. Sorry, Fine. Sorry. So, how? Are you, are you, correct me if I'm wrong, but is your question essentially leading to how would I approach those two other other problems? No, my, my what, what? Well, kind of. But my, what I'm saying is, he's coming to you yep. for the answer. Are you going to give him? I ain't answer? giving no one answers. Right, so you are you are no. The game I'm not giving the him an answer, but I'm going to prompt him. So what I'm going to allow him to do is I'm going to say to him, right, okay, what is the problem you're facing? I'm going to go through dissecting the variables of the problem that he's he's encountered. So yeah, but okay, then, but, but then but, 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 who's who's the teacher in that scenario? Right, who's the teacher in that situation? Then? There's no teacher. I'm, the faci- I'm facilitating his learning by using the game as a platform. <laughs> but yeah, but yes, if he if he comes if he comes back to me and says. I'm seeing A and B, coach. Yeah. And I, my, my my first question is, why do you think that's happening? That that that's it, you know. And he's going to say, well, I'm not sure. And my response to him is, well, you're on the field, you're seeing something that I'm, I currently couldn't see at the moment. I understand what you're saying. Do you have an idea of, of maybe how you can you know tackle it? Yes, I yes I do. But, is that, okay. but uh, where is the link between that and letting the game be the teacher? Because if he's established the, re- the... because he's got to, he's got to go back out there and experience it. Whether I've got the answer of, of, of solving it or different opinions, he or she has got to have their own right to, to feel what they're feeling because they're on the field. So while they're, which is where my question will come in. So I'm now, for instance, okay, give me a, let's let's highlight another problem that might occur for little Tommy in the in situation that he might bring to our attention. Okay. What could that be? Okay, now there's there's two other players that's covering the space that he was in before he was going out wide. So there's two other players covering the space, exploiting, exploiting the space, the space yeah, from, exploiting so from his own team. He, no, from from the opposition. So basically, the, the, it's overcrowded in that area of the field now, yeah. right? So the first thing I'm asking is, right, okay, what is the challenge you're facing? So he's going to obviously highlight for me that that area is overcrowded, right? So if that area is overcrowded, where might there be more space? 
Yeah, but then it's the terminology. You, you, you... And if he says, if he says, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so now that's that's when we actually look at the look and observe the situation. So right, I might then you now at what stage of the game is this taking place? This conversation is it in the game in the moment? Is it during half time or what is it? And I think another thing that honestly for me, I'm pulling board out and saying, right, show me what you think what you think is happening. And I'll use that as a visual example for him. I don't mind taking the player out mid-game. I'll take him off the pitch, I'll play man down. Yeah, I've done that before at youth level. It's not a problem, yeah. Give him an understanding okay. of what, he's, what the challenge he's facing and how he might overcome the challenge without giving him the answer, but highlighting to him what some of the variables are that he might need to consider within those moments. But say... but say, well, but Do you understand that from... Oh, yeah, but say, but say if he, he has an idea of, of, of what he... If it can, you know, can solve it, what do you do then? Do you do you override it by giving your opinion or? No, but I, 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 I try. I, what I will try to do for him is question him so that he can provide me with a rationale as to why he feels that is a, a, a appropriate solution. I wouldn't discourage okay. him from trying it unless you know. But to be honest, I would. Again, I'd be more conscious to raise raise his awareness of some of the variables which I believe that he would need to consider in those moments. And what about if you see something else that's different? But that's fine because he's, he's then able to establish for me and de- demonstrate his understanding. Oh, actually, coach, I've observed this. So this is why I think this might be a good option. All right, bro, let's try it. Let's see what happens. But then within that... But is, but is, he, is he establishing for you or himself? For both of us. Why Because both if he of... can establish his, the, the variables that he's considering for himself, then I can see the perspective that he's coming from. Therefore, I can approach it from a different perspective, one, one similar to his. Whereas looking from the outside in, I'm only thinking about the variables I would personally consider without addressing actually what is Tommy considering. Let's find out what Tommy's considering and then give him the flip side from my perspective if it differs. So if Tommy comes to me and says, yeah. actually, coach, this is what I've observed. There's two players that keep filling in the gaps on my side of the pitch. What do you think I can do about it? I'll say to him, well, where, where, what is the challenge that you're facing? Right, there's two players in there, but what are those two players actually doing? How much space do you feel you need to get on the ball? Where are you currently having success in receiving it? And then what is the proximity between you and those defenders at those moments, right? Are you still able to gauge that proximity within, within the context of what's happening now? He might say yes, he might say no, right? If you're able to do it, what area of the pitch might you need to go to develop that and gain that proximity? So if, it, if you need five yards away from the defender, is there another part of that area of the field where you can pick up those five yards? Yeah, but yes, that's the whole point of like, what, what if, what if he's got all of this stuff in his head, and you're not saying nothing to him, you're just standing there. He knows he can't come and chat to you. Do you think he's gonna work out? Why can't he come and chat to me? If I set the environment more? in that way and I've made it clear, listen, you can come over to me during the game. If anything, if I observe this, no, 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 on. that's not my point. That's go not on. my point. So say like you're just letting the game, be uh, which would never happen for me. But go on. Or, or you're <laughs> taking a back seat, just watching. You. I, but, I, but this is the thing, I don't. Yeah, but then so basically, the conversation that you're having with yeah. Tommy, there might not be no conversation if you just let it carry on for another five minutes and he works it out for himself. Yeah, but, but you know no, no, that's, you're right, and that's the skill that you should want your players to have. They should be self-regulated, self-learners. Which is why, which is why I said, at what point, at what stage is this conversation happening? Because it could be, is it is it at half time? Is it during the game? If if Tommy comes to me during the game and says, "Listen, I'm I'm really struggling with this." I'm bringing Tommy across and I'm saying, right, Tommy, what are you struggling with? What are, you, what, are the, what are the challenges that you think you're facing right now? 
So I'm not saying to you, oh, I can't let him leave him in there in 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 that bit of chaos for him to kind of try and work things out. I'm not saying that, but it's, yeah, but he they, they they learn a lot like through experience. I think if you yeah through experience, like if you literally don't learn something, it means you know everything. No, so but, learn, but no one's saying that you can't yeah. learn anything. No, but I'm saying if you know everything, then you don't need to learn. But then if you, you know, know everything, then what are you doing? Yeah, but obviously these kids don't know everything, otherwise they'll be playing in the so, prep but, but, Okay, but I'm not, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure where you're going with this one because I'm not, I'm not saying that kids don't need to learn. Like, I'm just saying like, the game like for me is not a teacher. Of, there needs to be that aspect of struggle, you know, self-learning, self-regulator from the playing. You're right, the but, need, but, but, but there's, 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 just because there's struggle doesn't mean that raising, or rather, just because I raise Tommy's a considerations he might need to make within his yeah, struggle but, doesn't mean that he's not still going to struggle. It just means that he might be more yeah, conscious and aware in terms of putting together a solution for himself within that moment. Because, I, I, again, one thing I, I, I'm very... And that will be perfect. Because at the end of the day, they're going to be on the pitch by themselves. And it comes well, that will be perfect because the game's not the team shot. But, but no, the, the game, game is the platform for him to experience. So the game is not the team. What he's doing, it, he, Tommy is... It, 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 as Armin put it, in my opinion, self-regulating his learning. He's, yeah. he's self-directing yeah, that learning, exactly, but I, yeah. with, with, my, with my support as a facilitator in that respect. Yeah, but 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 wait, he's not gonna. I think the point that I'm is saying that when these players get to you know grow through the experiences, they they can't be looking to no. But I'm, this is the thing, and this is coming back to what we were talking about the other day in terms of the individual coaching, the unopposed stuff. I was I'm touched on it earlier. If you've got the context, then you can go and practice your <laughs> practice what you need to practice. But you understand where this is going to fit in, so you now know right. Actually, in this given moment. This defender's five yards from me on my right, and this defender's three yards from me on my left. So where might the space be? Well, the space might be three yards in front of me, as an example, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah, I get, I get that. But remember what we also mentioned the other day regarding that topic as well. It's also down to the the player's personal uh, way of learning. You know, people, as they say, they went on visual or audio. Some players they learn better by playing uh, training or playing on a post. And some just want to be told. But, which is fine. Yeah. But what I'm trying to, what I'm saying is I'm not saying to you that I'm going to give them any less uh, quote-unquote game time or free play or uninterrupted gameplay with my approach. I'm just saying that I'm, I'm not relying on the quote-unquote the game to be the teacher. No, we're not, we're not, we're not saying... We're You're relying on your planning, Naz. You're relying on your planning. You know what I mean? You've planned for these outcomes to... To be met. I, I, I think like, I, this just goes back to what um I feel this 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 just goes back to what Armin said um you know like about a couple hours ago since <laughs> we started this discussion of that like I think the term is taken quite literal in in that yeah. sense then and whatnot like is is more of of you utilizing utilizing the strategy of um putting constraints with uh, constraints within the game that would. That would make uh, that would make you more of a facilitator in that moment, as opposed to you being the predominant um, directive voice yes. in that exercise. Right. So then, as it comes back to my question, then is do you refer to get let the game be the teacher as a, a case of? You're talking about the term. Yeah, but but, but, it's, but it's, I think that's, I think it's clear to identify them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give you an example. Yeah, Go I'm for it. An example. And and it, it, it went up. Like I said, just keep it simple. So I wanted my players to just do a lot of passing and moving yeah. in the session. I just put lots of squares on the like six by six. Did squares, you use cones? Six by ten squares, different size squares. 
Yeah, uh, well. <laughs> 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 Listen, if that works for the player, I'll make you do what you need to do. That's what I said to them. I said to them, listen, you're in groups of three. You're not allowed to pass inside the box. You're not allowed to run inside the box. Yeah? So, literally, all they were doing was passing and moving outside the box. And before they knew it, when you're taking away the cone and they've got nothing on the floor... They're just making nice little passing movements. They've always got a triangle going, moving while the ball's That's moving. a whole well, separate discussion I can go into for days. I just don't think you like the term. I, I, no, no, I, like, I, I think no, I'm very open, I'm very open to, to accepting that because I did say I'm a bit of a fickler for words when it comes to these sorts of things. So, Basically, the, the, the participants, they'll learn from themselves, basically. Right. I mean, and, and that's all we're trying to develop. So when we use the terminology... Of let the game be the teacher. It's not like we're standing there and thinking, right? My job's done. It's no, but you know, you, you say, you say that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not in any way saying that that's what you guys do. But what I am saying, there's coaches out there that would do that. Yeah, but that's also part of their learning learning journey. That's 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 part hmm. of their learning journey. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, let me give you an example. Your yeah. parent, yeah, your kid has gone to a session. The coach has With set cones. something up. And he stood with whatever. Coats, bags, whatever, yeah. Chompers. And he stood there and he's watched, yeah, for about half an hour. And all these kids are just running around, touching the ball, passing, shooting, dribbling. But then there's another coach. He's standing there for 15, 20 minutes talking to them in a group. No, that's not, that's, that's definitely not what I would encourage. I definitely would not encourage that. Um, I don't mind pulling, but I think, and Ben can probably, I guess, you know, back this up in that respect. In that, he's seen me coach more recently than probably you two. Um, when I coach my players, I don't tend to intervene a lot. I really don't. But my interventions can, at times, be lengthy because there is a there is an there is a back and forth uh, dialogue between me and me and the players or group of players, whoever they may be. But actual in terms of actually them being able to then go out and pr- I guess practice or. Uh, put into practice and implement some of the stuff that's been discussed in those discussions, there's a lot of time available for them to do that. Right, so when, when we're reflecting back to managing the you know differences, isn't that a form of managing difference then? Again, when it goes back to you're saying having sometimes your conversation could be lengthy, sometimes you know, you know, you know, you, you don't intervene as much, you are actually managing a difference of what the environment is is set at. So when we was going back to, to little Tommy or, you know, whatever name, uh, kid on the field, you've just kind of reflected where sometimes you do let the game do its thing and sometimes you find points as a coach where you want to highlight certain things. And it's not necessarily because the players are getting it wrong or they're getting it right. It's just, it's that correct time in managing the difference on what's going on around you. Right. I get what you're saying. I think I think probably there's probably been a I guess a breakdown in communication or mis- misunderstanding here from both part, both sides of this discussion because not that term just uh, got you going yet. Yeah, he just, that was it. <laughs> it's like, it's these lazy coaches. No, I think yeah, I think what what right? I yeah. use that <laughs> Don't use that all no cones, man, unless they're white. Um so for me, I like I said those conversations I'm having with the players is the, is the moments where, for me, they are, they are having their awareness raised to certain factors they're going to need to consider when they go into the practice or into the game or whatever, whatever that is. So it's very rare that you'll see me actually intervening with players whilst, the, whilst uh, 
well, stopping the session for players whilst it's going on. I generally tend to coach within my breaks, which I've obviously factored in within my planning. Um, other, other, otherwise, it's generally through drive-by coaching, unless I see major breakdowns in terms of what I'm looking for and where I want the players to go with it, if that makes sense. Um, so, it's, again, it might just be, I'm, again, I'm, I don't like the phrase of let the game be the teacher. Um, we know, bro. but ultimately for me it's not about not allowing the players to have free time because I think that's where probably this is being misunderstood I'm, I'm saying players can have time to practice and free play uninterrupted uh, and that's the key word is uninterrupted play not something and that doesn't mean free players in allowing them just to do whatever they want which is where I'm getting at so I would go through that process with the players to highlight for them some of the things I want them to think about in this practice. If it is on an individual basis, even if it's on a match day, to be honest, like I said, I don't mind pulling a player aside or having that conversation with the players to, I guess, for me to get get an understanding of what they're considering, what their thought process is, where they're seeing things at, what they're going through in those moments. Because I think ultimately they can make better decisions and they're more, or rather, they're more likely to make better decisions if they have a greater awareness of what to consider. Yeah, but then they need that practice of problem solving for themselves. But yeah. what I'm trying to get at is, is all the time. No, I'm, it's, it's not me spoon feeding. I think this is where the misunderstanding is. It's not me spoon. I'm not. I'm not telling them you have to think about this. You have to think about that. What I'm. Yeah, but even posing the question, even posing the question. Yeah. Is spoon feeding for is it? in some cases? Because, so if I yes, say to you, right, what are, are things that you're gonna, what are the things you're considering when you're making this five yard pass to Sherlin? What element of that for me is spoon so, feeding? So. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. It's like it's it's like it, it it's like if you're doing something wrong, yeah, and you can't realize why. You're but doing then surely, wrong, then that's then where you someone see. needs to say, right, okay, what do you think is going wrong here? Why do you think it's going wrong? What are the things that you think are going to make may have an impact on this decision? Or this outcome. Yeah, yeah, but would you do that all the time? No, but this is what I'm trying to say to you. So if you've if you've already raised someone's awareness to something, you don't know yeah. you need to raise the awareness again to that. So for instance, I could have and this is why I guess something that I found personally in my experiences is yes, my intervention sometimes might be a bit more lengthier. However, I find myself as a result of that not really having to do them often. So what will happen is I'll raise. Let, let we have me and you can have a discussion back and forth, or me and Tommy will have this discussion back and forth about some of the things he might need to consider. And I say, right, okay, Tommy, if something arises in the future, right, Tommy, what what, what do you think we was missing out on that time? You might say, oh, actually, do you know what? I didn't pay attention to the way so and so did this aspect of that. Right, okay. So I, I I don't have to go on about it anymore. I just have to reference that conversation we've already had. Does that make sense? Yeah. Rather than each time yeah. having to go into, oh, you know, Tommy, why are you not getting this right? Tommy, we need you to do this. Tommy, we need so, you to do that. So my, 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 my question to you then is, you know, you've got, we've got differences of opinion on, 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 this, on this matter. How would you, you know, advise the listeners who probably started this journey or started their journey at a certain point where they either go into a new club? doesn't matter whether it's grasses or academy, and then you've got the owners of the club and their way of philosophy is sometimes you've just got to let the game be the teacher. And whether, whether forget the term in general, it's just their overall view of the term is when they're out there... Let them play. Training, you know, they, yeah, let, let then, them so play. They, but, they know their objectives and, but let the thing them is, play, and let they approach you. Uh, I, 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 personally speaking... 
my uh, this might sound very controversial. I would not. <laughs> I, I, I have to go to the extent where I would tell coaches, don't work in an environment that you don't feel comfortable in. Right, I knew but if, say I, that if I was thrown into that environment myself, I'm not yeah. going to lie to you. I will go into that environment and I'll so, still do my um, thing. <laughs> right. So because, what, what, my next thing to you is, oh, 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 what was it? Well, next thing is, I understand what you're saying, don't go into that environment, but sometimes you go into a club and then new owners okay. come in and then things so, change. What do well, you do? Be open minded. Hold, 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 hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to touch something that I, you know, I, I, I respect Ahmed for saying as well, is that when the new owners come in and you've also got your your bills to pay as a coach, because this is yeah. real life, what do you do? Do you do you stay? No, you know, uh, okay. I don't want to even ultimately, use the term headstrong, but do you stay headstrong and do your thing? Okay. Or Ulti- do you ultimately, what you've got, to do, you've got, you've got, there's, there's two aspects to it. I think it's twofold. Definitely, you have to be able to do. Be, I want to know what me you, personally. What I'll you be open. Okay, yes. I'm quite headstrong in terms of in terms of how I view things, in terms of the way I approach things. So I yep, I will be very <laughs> mindful. I'm, I, I'm aware of that, so I'm I'm okay with, it and I'm comfortable accepting that because what it allows yep. me to do is actually this is my view. Now I'm open to accepting other views, but show me it works. So yeah, but if if the, if they if they if that's what they're trying to build on, and you've got your bills to pay, are are you gonna? Stay the way you are, or you're gonna. No, because you got, you've, you've got, you've got, you've got. I guess a deal to the role, or the, the requirements of the role. So if they're asking me to work in a particular, okay. way, how that's gonna look. Um. Yeah. The, the, the really, only reason why I ask that question again, because I, you know, if people are out there and, they, and they're listening, they're thinking, well, okay, it's easy for you know Sherlock to say this, or Ben to say this, or Yes, or, or Armour to say that. You know, it's just giving them a different variety of. Yeah, know, I mean, for, uh, coming into that environment, I've different. been in situations like that before. But I, I guess for me, it's how you put that idea across. So, for instance, I've been in situations before where I've had you know people wanting me to work in a particular way, and if I, if I don't personally, I'm I'm the kind of character if I don't see the benefit in it, and it's not even because it's something I've directly seen or experienced. But if I don't even understand the rationale as to why we're going to do it, I generally find it difficult to do it. Um, so for me, like I said, I'm I'm aware of that and I'm comfortable in accepting that. So for me, it's actually I'll be open to your ideas. I'm very mindful and I'm very, uh, I guess, considerate of what you might be bringing to the table. But if it sounds like jazz to me, it's jazz, and that's. But but jazz, but jazz, jazz sounds, sounds good, good when you play, play it. it. <laughs> but it don't sound good when you just when you just <laughs> roam freely and some bad artists come on, does it? But that's what jazz is all about, brother. That's what jazz is but, all about. But, you know, Look, ultimately, I, 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 you know what? what I would say also, to coaches, though, in those moments is definitely be open-minded um, to, because, to, to bring in, I guess, accepting new ideas and the way of working. Because it is about constantly adapting and evolving and meeting the requirements of the environment you're in. However, you don't want to fall into a trap where you're losing all autonomy over what you're doing. Um, because that's where you're going to lose yourself as a coach. Yeah. Now, for yeah. me, I've been fortunate enough um, that in the environments I work in, generally, I've had, uh, I have had some autonomy over what I'm doing. I've had a bit of freedom to express myself in different ways. But there's also been times where that, that freedom has been challenged, and my thoughts have been challenged. But it's down to you as a coach to have faith and belief in what you're doing, to show that actually this is this is my way of working. Um, I'm open to accepting other ways and I'm willing to adapt and take on board other information because there's always going to be information out there which can change and develop what you're doing even further. However, 
don't let it lose you as a coach. Don't lo- let yourself get lost in the moment in saying, oh, well, just because this environment is asking me to do this. Because if that's, if that's what you're going to go, you might as well just not worry about what your philosophy is. You might just, just go to, and do whatever you're told wherever you go. Yeah, but that's not a bad thing, though. That means you're... You might be highly employable, but in, like you're not, you, you know, you, what sets you apart? Like, say, like say for example, like, if we take a look at the extreme of, like, Bolton, how they used to play when Big Sam got results when they first come up. It's like, if I was a coach, and I'm like, listen, Sam, if you want me to coach them how to play like this... Even though but the thing is, not, being, being, being able to do it is one thing, but then well. if you, if, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer that if anything that you do, if you don't have 100% belief in it, you're never going to do it passionately. So there's always going to be, it's a, yeah, you know, you're, yeah, you're but, saying about but, being yeah, employable, yeah, but, but the, football, the football is enough. The football, the football is enough. Like just being in the football environment. Like no, sure I, I don't agree with that because there's certain clubs that I know. That I've, I've... Listen, yes, listen, yes. Let, let's be honest, bros. If, if, if Real Madrid comes to you tomorrow, <laughs> said, "Listen, yes, we want you to come to Real Madrid, but you're going to do exactly as we told you." But that's, but that's, but that's different. That's <laughs> different. He's on that, that plane before he's. But the thing is, yeah. there's people who, there's people, you know, equally, there's people. Who, well, it is because well, there's certain clubs that I know that I've certain, cl- okay, club there's certain clubs, you know, that I've I've been uh, uh, in contact with over the last a couple of years that I've put, you know I've, I could have potentially sought employment with that I've not because I've actually gone and observed actually what kind of environment is it? It's not for me. I'm not in, I'm not getting involved. But is that is that because you was in a good place? No, this is when I was at work. Time before even no. But going back to what I'm saying, if the likes of Majid or, or Barza call you, are you not going to go, even with your way and style of, of how you work? And what no, because if I go to, because the thing is, if I go to those sorts of environments, they, 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 they've got a, um, a different appeal. So they're, they're going to be offering me something different. Now, as an example, I'll give you an example, right? Um, if I go to Grassroots, F, Gra- grassroots um, Football Club who are in, in the Football League and work in their academy, right? Go and work at grassroots, and uh, you know they've got a rigid way. Obviously, they have they, they give me a bit of freedom, but they haven't really got a rigid way of working. So I've got a bit bit more expression in terms of what I'm doing. Right, that's going to be a good environment for you, uh, depending on what stage of my, cur- my my journey I'm in. Because you don't want to go into an environment where I have free reign and not have an idea of what you want to do or a direction you want to go in with it. If you if you're if you're a novice, I generally wouldn't advise that. However, if Real Madrid come calling, even if they've got a set way of working. Now I could go to Real Madrid. I could, I could I could suck it up, go there for a year or two, as an example. If that if that was even an opportunity for me, do you know what I mean? But I could leave that, and then I could probably go anywhere else, and they could probably say, right, okay, he's been at Real Madrid. I would I would automatically, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you disagree, but I would automatically be given much more expression of freedom, or freedom of expression rather, to go to another club and try things just because I've been there, even if their way of working and what I actually did there wasn't. Yeah, and that's my point. That's my point exactly. Yes, like you got to take things, opportunities that maybe go against your belief sometimes. As long as it's within the football environment, mm. you're gonna develop new strength for your bow, you know. And you, you know, you know what I mean. And it's like, it, and and it it might just be a local grassroots club for some of the upcoming coaches. That might be their Real Madrid for the next mm-hmm. year. They what their target mm. is just to get to a grassroots club that I have a team that's between the age of seven and eleven. And we're playing once a week. That's Real Madrid for me. Yeah, it's like even if they get there and they don't agree with everything they're doing, they're still in that environment. They've kind of exposed themselves to it. They're going to learn because it is like you, you're going to learn from differences, like different opinions, mm. 
different environments. So yeah, it's, and it's and it's how you manage mindset. Yeah. You need to have that mindset. And it's like you know you you're kind of speaking from a position of privilege now because you're aware of from the type of coach you are and what uh, you know what you can you can tolerate and you're you're sort of non-negotiables and negotiables as we've spoken about in previous episodes. And um, so, like, my advice kind of for, like, uh, you know, sort of uh, novice coaches and coaches that are starting up is that I definitely encourage you to expose yourself to all different types of environments, even ones that you may, it may seem like you don't agree with at the start because there will be things, there will be aspects in that that you would actually take. I feel like the I've learned more from the environments that um, I necessarily didn't agree with than the ones that I did agree with. Yeah, of course, because we challenge your ideas, and I guess for for you to further either clarify the stuff that you're already doing or um, highlight and expose some of the things you haven't even considered in that respect. Yeah, and even being in the wrong environment, it can reaffirm your own beliefs. It's like, yeah, no, I know my ways right now. Like, I spent a year and a half or two years at this club. I didn't see many of the coaches progress. I didn't see many of the players progress because I thought this, this, and Mm. this, and it was the wrong way of doing it. Now I'm pretty sure this is the wrong way to do it because. Mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand. It's 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 funny. Just you know, obviously listen to what you know you guys are saying as well, and a couple of things that I've just been thinking about when we're talking about managing these different type of dis- uh, differences, whether it's, it's in training or plays in games, or how the club owners view us and how they want us to work. Would you throw like your your coaching partner as in as well, and, or the parents and? Like managing a hundred percent because the thing is, you know, you've got your co-coach who might have his completely different way of working. I've been I've been in situations where, for 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 many reasons, different reasons, you know, I'll go into I'll go and work with one coach and they're very much, uh, you know, I think I touched on this a couple episodes ago around the four corners. I don't, I don't really do a lot of work in the social corner. I don't unless 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 I can recognize yeah. the person I'm working with isn't really much of a social corner person themselves. Um, and, you know, maybe it's not always the best approach to have because some people, you know, just need it. And I think it's about identifying which individuals need what. But ultimately, it's looking at what do you bring to the table? What are your strengths as a coach? And what are the strengths of, the, I guess, your co-coach? I mean, I've had people in the past saying, oh, they've got an assistant coach working with them, but they don't do anything. Well, do they show up? Yeah. So start with that then. Start with that. Don't look. Don't because what what I find is when people people have got co coaches, and I'm talking now. I'm going to generalize a little bit and talking about in the grassroots environment. And when I see people say, "Oh yeah, we've got this guy," but you know, he just he just stands there. Well, how about you give him something to do then, or rather, you know, I'll give him all these responsibilities that never get done. Well, how about you look at the responsibilities given him, and are they the responsibilities which you're just trying to, I guess, avoid yourself? Um. So I think when working with other coaches and even now then dealing with parents, like what is the situation the parents come from? What is the perspective of the parent from, on these different instances? So understanding how to move on. For me, for me, in terms of parents, it's like, it was, it, it wasn't, I'm, I'm very opinionated and uh, I struggled with a lot of parents, especially I'm, I'm from an Arab background myself and it's like, we're kind of brought up you don't respect your elders, you don't really say something that might upset them and so on. And that kind of applied to the Arab parents. I'd kind of noticed when I first started coaching, I was like 18, 19, 20. And it's like, I found myself, I wanted to go up to a 50-year-old Arab guy and tell him, listen, what you're doing to your son is complete and out of the wrong way. Just leave him alone. But I didn't have the confidence to do it. 
And I remember eventually I plucked up the courage to actually do it. And the guy said exactly what I expected. He was like, listen, I thought you was a good man. You're so rude, this and that. And I'm like, listen, like, please just listen to what I'm saying to you. Are you expecting your son, if he makes it as a football player, to try and find you in the stand, to listen to you, to what you're saying? He's like, of course not. Now you're just trying to insult my intelligence. So he literally had an answer to everything I was saying. And I was just basically trying to say to him, listen, let your kid mm. play football when he's on the pitch. He hasn't got time to listen to you or to listen to his friends or to listen to me. He's literally in high-pressure situations and he needs to make his own mind up. But you're not allowing him to do that. And he's nearly 13 now. So you, you're crippling him. And he goes, you know what? I'm pulling my son out from your team and I'm going to complain to the owner to you. And the owner had a go at me, bro. But, yeah, and it's like, yeah, but again, again, it's kind of like I, one of the conversations we've had in the past about what, what is the environment that you're working in? What are, they, what are their objectives? So it sounds like to me in a, in a situation like their objective yeah, is, objective. Look, we're just trying to make money. So whoever we've got coming through the door, make them happy. Yeah, but it was also an environment where the kids did have opportunity mm. to move on to professional academies. So there was that kind of added pressure and it was sold to them like, you know, your kids will get opportunities. And they did get a lot of opportunities to go and like try and mm. have games against other like professional academies. But when a parent has such a difference of opinion to the coach, mm. that was... And, and deal, by the way, dealing with parents is what we're going to be talking about next, on the next show, by the way. Um, so I think you know, we'll tie into a lot of that. But I think it's very important to understand and come back to Sherlin's initial question about managing the difference between parents. I think it, 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 with parents, I think it's just more managing and understanding expectations. Um, I think a large part of the coach's role within that is actually managing their expectation, identifying what it is the parents hoping to get from the situation and actually keeping those expectations realistic and on track with actually what the environment is providing, if that makes sense. Can, can, I, can I add to that? Just uh, what Armin just said, just off the back of, you know, uh, the it was a young Arab boy, wasn't it? And, the, and his father. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when it comes to managing differences, whether it's your coaching partner or or, or, or parents or even uh, players in general, I think a lot of coaches miss mm. out the important factor of like cultures. Yeah. And a reason why I said it because a lot of coaches they focus on the football instead of actually getting to know the individual that they're face to face with, if it's a player, a parent, or an owner, and sometimes. You know, you can have those random moments where, you know, it sounds like Ahmed was building up to speaking to a parent because, number one, he understands his own culture. And number two, he, he kind of knows what he's going to be. I think what would be interesting, though, face, is which is what he got. That particular by, parent know, is would that parent have had the same response had it not been Ahmed that approached him? Yeah, I think so, too. Someone who's yeah, not from the same thinks, culture. I feel that because he, he knew, like, yeah, he knows I'm from that culture. Yeah. For me to like say something that completely against what he's doing, yeah. it's disrespectful automatically. But... Do you understand? It's like mm. he's just out there, isn't it? It's gone. Yeah, but he, like, I think that like that's the same. It could he, he may he may have viewed it differently if it yeah, was. Pretty sweet. If I approached him or Sherlin approached know, him, I, I he might not have had the same background. It could have been worse. It could could yeah, have been worse. Yeah. It could have been worse. But it's, you yeah, know, it, I think yeah. it's interesting to maybe consider that. But. Listen, guys, another great discussion today. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it again. You know, we discuss what's nonsense and what's not nonsense in the football world right now. Um, no more terminology. No yeah. more terminology. Um, but yeah, it's been a, another great discussion. Guys, if you could just let the listeners know where, we, where they can get in touch with you. 
Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at FocusBXN. That's F-O-C-U-S-B-X-N. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at SecondBest22. That's 2-N-D-Best22. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram is BelloFigo78. And Twitter is Sherlinator. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram at The Coaches Network and on Twitter at The Coaches Net. Again, guys, another great discussion today. Um, look forward to hearing some uh, listeners' questions and hearing reading some of your reviews. Until next time, guys, take care. Have a great day. Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning to another edition of the Coaches Network podcast. I've no doubt you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Now that you've got a way to contact all the guys, we look forward to seeing some comments and questions around today's show. And don't forget, head over to the platform that you found this edition on and leave us a five-star review and let everybody know how awesome the show is. We'll read all comments, good or bad, so leave that comment for us and take care, everyone. Until next time. The Coaches Network bringing the game together.